Welcome to episode six of the Dump and Change podcast. Uh, we're coming to you from the Odd Man Rush Studios, uh, deep in Eagle Valley. Um, one thing about the studios, actually, is big news. Uh, studios are getting an upgrade. Many upgrades are happening right now as we speak. Um, we've got a couple guys outside working <clears throat> tarps off, ladies. Uh, free to come and enjoy the show. Um, but we were well, we're building a table we're we're it's going to be an expansion at the at the studios uh, the likes of which we've never seen so we're excited about that more info on that later but uh yeah we're back sorry about the uh the um wait here but uh with the covid bullshit going on um you know this is the the new norm so uh, to my left here, uh, my co-host, uh, the lovely Walter Eunice, Golden Voice Boy. What's yes. up, buddy? How you doing? Oh, fantastic. Uh, good, uh, good to be back with you guys. We had a lot of momentum going there and it kind of got shut down. The, the ginge was able to set us up remotely and we were able to get a solid pod in there. Um, just, you know, trying to navigate the Rona right now, boys. It's, uh, it's not terrific. It's not ideal, but we are definitely maintaining our six uh, feet of. The government says that we're allowed to be together now, but no more than twenty, and we're safe. So we're we're gonna do that, and uh, we are maintaining six feet of uh, social distance. And uh, and other than that, I, I kind of wanted to uh, bring up a couple things before we got started here. Uh, got some good feedback from listeners uh it's nice to hear from our listeners you listeners out there uh i'm just gonna name them uh, i got good feedback from mike casey and uh, jason love both and uh you guys if you like it share it with your friends make sure you subscribe okay make sure you like everything that we do it just makes it better for us and and uh hopefully down the road we could add uh, additional sponsors other than the ones we already got and lastly speaking of sponsors um, Sensation Tanning Salon, excuse me, Sensation Cryo Spa, Cryo. Indoor Luxury Spa, um, is where you need to go to get your vitamin D. You need to take care of your immune systems right now, people. So make sure you go there, get jacked up on the vitamin D. Sensation, official dump and change sponsor. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know about you, but um, in during this uh, <clears throat> pandemic, um, your wife, have you doing any special projects are you getting hammered with special projects how's that going at your house yeah i've never actually lived full-time around the clock 100 percent of the time with a boss but i am now and uh there's no place to hide so all those things that we always said we don't have time for that well you're a liar because you got all the time in the world now, and you don't work out, and the closet's still not remodeled, and that hot water heater's still sitting over. Well, now it's not. Now it's not. I live with my boss. I uh, have accomplished more in the six weeks of uh, hunker down than I have in the uh, six months prior, maybe six years prior. I don't know. Um, it's tough. It's tough. I'm going to tell you right now. It's tough a to get, it's, And it's tough to get payment. You know, so Payments, rough. dude. I got to talk to my accountant, who's also my penis. Uh, did not get paid last night. A guy did not get paid. Got denied payment again. So again, I am. I put my shovel and my hammer away. Compound not, interest. I'm, it's not penalties I'm, and fees. Yeah, um, it's it's horseshit, but that's what it's become to, and that's what you have to do. But yeah, they can be. Uh, yeah, a lot of projects going on. Um, uh, over to the big ginge here. Uh, 
Ginge, our technical wizard, thank you for uh, getting us uh, remotely in. I hope it sounded okay. I think it did. Um, but yeah, Ginge, how you doing, buddy? Good, good. Still stumbling my way through all this stuff. You can't uh, tell. You can't tell. You, it sounds well, great. Well, fake it till you make it. Exactly. Right? So uh, unemployment, boys, unemployment. It's, uh, it's been, I'd say it's been hard, but it's been kind of easy. Like I get the honeydews too. Right. But, uh, uh, copious amounts of binge watching 600 pound life and hoarders has gotten me through this. <laughs> it, you know, it's a little, but you're still, you're still, you're, you're still in a honey. I mean, you're still, you're not married yet. Yeah. I've been married no, for 23 yeah. years long. <laughs> yeah. So he's getting, yeah. you're just getting it. You're yeah. just. Loving She's life. still smiling. Yeah. Little, so far, so far we're good. You don't have enjoy the, it. You enjoy don't have, those times. You don't have the pillow wall. Special. The pillow wall going down the middle of the bed. No, Apparently. I got the ninety-pound black lab going down the middle of the bed. Just That's enjoy I got. the endless blowjobs. Well, and not endless. They will come to an end <laughs> yeah. sooner than you think. Very but, uh, soon. Yeah. Unfortunately for you. Um, but uh, well, Steve's been married for a couple of years now. Uh, Steve Glass, executive producer. Uh, what can you? Uh, what have you been doing there, bud? Oh, Other boys. than shaving your head, which looks yeah, well, great. Every, everybody's been shaving something. <laughs> as I look around the table here, we got uh, mm, Walter. Don't don't ever do that again <laughs> in your life. Mm, and uh, we got the chops going over here. Read over the chops. chops are back. I want baby. chops. Yeah, God, they look good. Well, thank you. Tis the season. You got the you got the fifty three out and the sixty four yep. and sixty eight. Yeah, we're having a good time ripping around the trucks for sure. Well, the chops uh, the chops fit the trucks. Yeah, the chops fit the trucks. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, no, me. Uh, God, it's just so good to be back in the studio again. Um, this is <coughs> wonderful, and and thanks again, Ginge, getting through that little uh, through that little hump. Mm, nice, <laughs> nice. That's the nice. moose sausage that Walt gave me. Yeah, Beautiful. That breakfast a, sausage. That's a dump. Dividends. That's a dumping. Don't chase Whoa. that. Mm. Sorry Yucky. about that. But uh, yeah, so we're back in uh, in, in the studio, and it, it's awesome. And and uh, God, yeah, I, I'm I'm looking. Unfortunately, in my uh, my whirlwind brain that I have, I'm looking 17 episodes ahead when we'll be in uh, Odd Man Rush Studios 2.0. So, uh, a lot going on there, and we'll just we'll just save that. You know, you can only dig in the dirt so fast and so long. But those, <laughs> I tell you what, those tarps off boys out there are working right now to remove those trees. My wife is upstairs. <laughs> snapping with every girl in eagle river valley i guarantee it so we got uh, we got a live audience here on the on the uh, odd man rush studio uh, development 2.0 tarps off um hey i might get my tarps off later who knows but uh, happy to be back with you all happy 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 to have uh one of my very very good friends uh, in the studio today, and we'll get back to that in a minute. But uh, our guest, I just, uh, I'm happy to host. Happy to host our guest. Happy to host you guys. Huge again. guest. We huge are guest. We no. are, we're back. At, we're in the pocket, as Kenny would say. <laughs> yeah, we're in the, the pocket, boys. In the slot. Ginge, do you want to kind of cover now that we're back, tentatively going? Do you want to kind of cover with what our plan is moving forward? Uh, yeah. So. Uh, before all the COVID, we had a Wednesday release schedule for all these podcasts. And, uh, of course we kind of got sidetracked with all that, had to figure out how to remote record. So we did that and we just wanted to dump that on you guys. So you could listen to that right away. Um, we're going to go back to our Wednesday release schedule. Um, we got probably, I would say two podcasts in the pipe right now. We're going to get those out to you guys on Wednesday. Uh, they'll be ready Wednesday morning. 
Uh, so yeah, I think we're good. We're good there. We're, things are starting right to get on. back. Things to are normal. happening. Yeah, yeah. Slowly. It feels good. Yeah, I like it. I love it. Um, so yeah, we have a we have a huge guest. Uh, real happy to have him here, and I think uh, I think Steve, you should probably do the uh, introduction. Uh, yeah, but I'm stoked. Let's go. Let's go. I'll run with it, Rito. I'll run with it. Uh, Walt's going to have uh, a good time with this guy. Uh, Rito, you don't know him well, but you will after uh, seven beers and this uh, this next hour-long conversation. <laughs> and uh, one of my very, very, very good friends, uh, we've been in the trenches together. And when I say in the trenches, I mean uh, the wartime that is officiating hockey. Uh, born and raised Alaskan. Uh, <coughs> diamond... High school graduate, four-letter uh, athlete, um, played for Mr. Dennis, Coach Dennis Sorensen. Um, now officiates Mr. Coach Dennis Sorensen, and uh, did a little time grinding it out in the minors, as we like to say, and the juniors um, in the uh, USHL, the United States Hockey League, the ECHL, the what was formerly the East Coast Hockey League. And now one of the uh, leaders in uh, the state of Alaska for USA Hockey on the officiating side. Um, ultimately, uh, my boss, if you will, because he also runs directly the uh, ASAA, the uh, high school hockey here in uh, Anchorage locally and, and for the state when it comes to the state terms and stuff. But uh, I'm looking forward to getting into some of the nitty-gritty here. But uh, without further delay, also, one hell of a shot from 400 yards with a BB gun. My good friend, Josh Ellis. Thank you, Steve. Uh, happy to be here, fellas. Um, just quick correction about playing for Dennis Sorensen. I didn't really play that much. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe sat the bench a little bit, but um yeah well let's let let's start let's start with that let, so you grew up uh playing the traditional squirt peewee uh bantam high school yada 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 or uh, who uh, north stars all stars what, what's your background i i was a north star guy um kind of typical alaska kid progression played comp hockey uh you know played dave mccary teams for a lot of years mm -hmm. uh rick pitta uh then got into officiating when I was around 12 years old. and uh, McCary was a great rep, too, by the way. Mm -hmm. he d yeah. Still is. Still yeah. is. Yeah. I haven't seen him in years. No, he's still going. Is he? Yeah. But, yeah, just grew up in Anchorage, skating outside of Mulcahy. Um, you know, played played with guys like Scotty Gomez, Barrett Heiston. Um, that was kind of that time frame. And yeah. uh, got into officiating. Um uh, I was also a baseball player when uh, that career ended. I started refereeing full time for a living, and been yelled at a lot since. So, <laughs> well, it sounds like we've got a lot to talk about, boys. But I just like to like, chip in right here. I, I love. Uh, I've I've been on the other side. I've been coached, um, and you rep games, obviously. I uh, love your poker face, but it's not a poker face. I was going to ask you a question. It kind of wipes it off. You have the same, just same demeanor look uh, like right now is like, like when you rep and i always thought that was like that's something you guys must do you put that down and go yep yep no, i mean nothing you like honey badger you don't give a shit you don't fucking <laughs> give a shit what the coach says like fuck you and i always 
I re- I have uh, fi- I've uh, coached with a bunch of different guys uh, who I'm not going to name here, but <clears throat> some are a little more vocal than others. And I would just shake my head, look back down the bench, and go, dude, just it ain't going to be any better. Just sh- shut your mouth. But uh, can I name them? <laughs> you can name them all you want. Uh, but uh, no, that that's that's awesome. I'm I'm stoked to have you on. But I I'd like to get into right into um, as far as uh, officiating, um, like what what got you into wanting to officiate uh, the game of hockey after playing it, and and then what's key, key, yeah, let's start there. Especially at 12 years old. Yeah, that's when you started officiating. Right? Well, uh, yeah, going back to growing up playing, uh, I played for Dave McCary, and uh, one year he had. He asked her whole team to go to a ref clinic so we could learn the rules. And uh, we did. And out of that whole team, I'm, I think I was the only one that became a referee. And uh, so 11, 12 years old, started refing. Uh, I grew up going to, you know, UAA games. And uh, we had season tickets right behind the penalty box. It was kind of a rough crowd. Um uh, a name we saw a lot was Clay Wallace, and uh, <laughs> yeah, been brought up on the pod yeah. before. Yeah, yeah. so um, you know, I always took an interest in the referee, and even before I started, because my dad was such an asshole to him, they <laughs> did to deserve that. But uh, you know, so I got in real young. I was 12, 13, 14 years old, making a couple hundred dollars a month, uh, and eventually i just it was something i enjoyed doing so stuck with it yeah i mean it we talked about this before the <clears throat> hats off to you, you officials we got three of them here gingers we'll, we'll, we'll throw them in there anyway yeah, I mean, don't insult these guys <clears throat> by calling me an official but uh <laughs> i mean it's kind of like it's kind of like that thankless job i mean so uh you know, kind of like a being a kindergarten teacher you know god bless the kindergarten teacher i couldn't i couldn't do it and people now that are homeschooling their kids know how how special they are um but what what kind of keeps you coming back to the rink in 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 a, in a job where like i was telling steve it's not no one goes out of your way and say hey you you, got, you you officiate a great game last i mean it's like you only only hear the negative mostly i mean 99 percent of it i wouldn't guess is just like fuck you ref you suck you blew this you didn't do this and, you know, that's what's beautiful about hockey, is, as far as I'm concerned, is that it's a, the human element. You're not going to see everything. That's how the fucking game works. And that's that's just that's how life works. But um, so what kind of keeps you coming back to the rink year after year? Is it the free free blow chicks? The, well, is it the Cougars? <laughs> is it the Cougars? Uh, I mean, I yeah, I, yeah we we get in some junior stories later. But, <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I you know, we're kind of uh, – uh, a necessity you got to have refs whether you love them or hate them they're a part of the game and uh you know the kids deserve to have good officiating and um i don't know it's just it's something i've always done i've enjoyed doing it keeps me on the ice uh, like i said you got to have quality officiating it's it's only right for the kids and basically you know doing it for the youth yeah no that's 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 awesome and that, that's the other thing we're talking about how do we you know it doesn't seem like there's a lot of new referees and officials coming into the game like how do we i would talk about how do we make how do we make refing sexy again or was it never sexy i, I mean i guess it's it is sexy i mean i've seen uh pictures of glinzy with his uh his uh, zebra you had your 
thong thing going on there. And uh, hey. that was pretty sweet. Um, a couple LBs, you know, less. Oh, I mean, yeah, that was yeah, before the baby ago, weight. But, uh, before the baby but weight. But how, yeah. how do we, how do we, um, yeah, how, how do we get kids into officiating? I mean, mm -hmm. like, like you said right there, um, your coach says, hey, you guys go. I mean, that's something as that's, coaches. That's, I never thought I of never that. I never thought of that. That is an unreal idea. Great idea. Like, have all your kids go. And, like, you were one out of 15, 20 kids that did it, but yeah. you're one that's still here and still doing right. it for the right reason. So, No, it's, it's a problem that we face these days, especially as, you know, the administrator of high school hockey. We have a real shortage of young officials coming up. And, you know, here in Alaska we have uh, kind of a crew of – seasoned guys that have been around for a long time but we're getting old and guys are dropping out and we don't have guys you know replacing them so it is a problem we face and to be honest I mean who wants to be a kid refereeing a hockey game when you got 20 parents lined up down the hallway waiting to rip your head off afterwards you know 14 years old yeah. I mean I've been there done that and that's still the case today so you think that's changed at all since, like, going back to when you were a kid maybe playing and officiating at 12 to now? Has it gotten better, worse, the same? I, I mean, it's – I don't think it's gotten better. Um, I, I think I, I would I would say absolutely the same. I can remember, like, as a peewee stepping off Ben Bokey 2 where you have to step up, and I remember uh, uh, one of the parents on, on the team, like, grabbed the youth – referee who was probably 14 or six and like had him by his throat at, at a youth hockey game so i would say it's real similar uh, yeah as, as like you said you nailed it hadn't gotten any better it hasn't gotten any better i mean i can remember being a, a, a young referee you know 14 15 years old and uh being in the ref room at ben Boki and having 10 15 parents lined up at the hallway waiting for me to come out i mean and you know, and that still goes on. Like, I had a parent a few years ago confront me between periods at Ben Bokey in a high school game. And then after the game, he was waiting for me in the parking lot in his truck. And then, um, I mean, and that guy was a preacher. Jesus. Did you whip his ass? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, Josh, I got to chime in here more. Just to switch gears a little bit, but uh, – at the same time, staying the same. Is there more to that story? How did the rest of that night go? Yeah, you, a, you, you see little... me. You see me teasing here, there. Well, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think let's uh, let's just tease the audience here. Let's uh, let's let's continue that. What? All right. Well, okay. High school game, preacher, parking lot. Well, go ahead. Yes, we have a, a high school game. Um, I believe it was a service Cougars. I don't remember who they were playing. Of course. Uh, of course. <laughs> Um, to that yeah i'll drink to that once <laughs> <laughs> me too <laughs> so there's a defenseman on service he's he's a tough kid plays hard like how he plays he plays on the edge but he, you know those kind of guys take penalties a lot nothing wrong with that you got to have those hard nosed kids so he takes a dumb penalty and uh He's going to the box, and he's just chirping, chirping, chirping. And, and I said something like, so-and-so, you didn't need to do that. You're not that soft. And I wasn't trying to call him soft by any means. I was just saying, that's a stupid penalty for you to take. You know, you're tougher than that. You didn't need to retaliate that way. But all he heard was soft. So 
after the period, uh, there's somebody comes up to me in the lobby of Bemboki when I'm coming off the ice and just, you can't call my kids up. Blah, blah, just starts ripping me a new fucking asshole. And uh, fortunately, we had a little security. Uh, Mr. Paul Branas steps in. <laughs> Coach B. Coach, Coach Branas. B. Yep. <laughs> Uh, we get we get this parent away. Go to the ref room, finish the game. Um, game is fine. So afterwards, so I don't I don't know what happened. The kid texted his dad between periods and up the cell phone said the ref called me soft or whatever. <laughs> I mean, okay, maybe you are soft because yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're real, texting daddy real, yeah. between periods. Exactly, Pussy. real <laughs> tough guy. Dude. So um, after the game. Get undressed, walk out to the, my truck parking lot back of Bimboki, and this big jacked up Dodge Ram pulls up. The window rolls down, and it's that, this parent, and he just starts fucking giving it to me again. <laughs> like, okay. So I walk inside, let him do his thing, drive off. I go home. I'm sitting there, probably having a drink. <laughs> Probably. Decompressing after probably I was. Um, <laughs> I get a text from a phone number I don't recognize, and I'm like, uh, "Who is this?" And the text message says, "Why are you calling my little buddy so and so soft?" Oh Jesus! And I'm like, "Who's this?" And it was JJ Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Okay." JJ, call me. I'll explain. So JJ was playing for the Toronto Marlies at the time. So he's in Toronto <laughs> oh, texting me after a high school hockey game in Anchorage. What Be- time did that make it? It was late. Well, in Toronto, yeah. I don't know, one, two in the morning. <laughs> I mean, so JJ's texting me. So I talked to JJ and I'm like, look, JJ, I tell him what happened. I wasn't calling the kids soft. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, me and JJ have been buddies a long time. I refed him since he was a little kid, just like most guys that came up here. So, you know, explain to him what happened. He goes, okay, I'll I'll take care of it. That's, <laughs> so, awesome. That's so, awesome. I mean, a little while later, I get a text from another number I don't recognize. Well, it's the dad. <laughs> apologizing <laughs> for <laughs> confronting me. Thank you, JJ. Yeah. So, um, that was classic. It, it, and it's funny <laughs> that you're not that soft and your soft can make that big of a difference. Yeah. It's just like two words. Right. And all you said was like, Hey man, like you're basically what you said is you're tough. Right. Don't be, you know, you're not that soft. Be you, you know? And all he heard was, Oh, you're soft. Ellis called me soft. But what, what a stroke of luck to have coach Paul Bronis in the lobby. <laughs> Of an irate parent. <laughs> Coach B doesn't fuck around. No, 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 he doesn't. He I, I had, so you coach a little now too, yeah? I've, I've coached baseball. Okay, for so a few years. I had a question for you based on going off Reed's, uh, you know, like what a thankless job, um, you know, with the officiating, obviously a thankless job. But now helping with coaching. I fucking hate him. Ah! <laughs> now, 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 tell me which one is more thankless because they, in my opinion, they're right there neck and neck coaching or officiating. Which one is more thankless? I haven't really, I haven't thought of that, but that's a tough one. <laughs> I mean, 
coaching is quite thankless because you're you're dealing with the parents as well. And uh, I mean, yeah, it sucks. Yeah. I mean, it's thankless. I mean, at least for refing, I'm getting paid. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I do not envy your position at all. Um, I, I had a, another question for Sport Letterman at Diamond. Hockey, baseball. You want to guess? Fencing. <laughs> no. Diving. <laughs> um, Track. I, I had I literally... e- esports 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 yeah. asteroids that's a new a- thing asteroids yeah that's a new thing yeah yeah no uh, my freshman year I wrestled oh okay my my dad was yep. a wrestler so yep. I wanted to well, try that out <laughs> yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> so we go that's why it was only one year yeah. <laughs> the pit sniffer uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. just want to uh, get ringworm together <laughs> uh, t- you want to talk about parents crazy freaking parents. I've been around hockey a long time. They're obviously crazy fucking parents, and that's what ruins. We're talking about thankless job and uh, either be it coaching or refing. Parents are the ones that fucking ruin everything, number one. But uh, we were lucky enough to have a wrestling tournament at the MAC for a couple of years, and holy fucking shit. Those guys are fucked up. I heard stories. Fucked up. I mean, they're like yelling um, and you're talking like they had the, I, I swear to God, they had four year olds out there in the singlet. And then, and it's just you out there. That's what's cool about wrestling. It's just you and that other guy. It's no Very. teammates, nothing. Your coach can't help you. They're just yelling and they all yell. And it's like, elevate, elevate, elevate. God. And, and they're just fucking going crazy. And the kids are crying. It's getting pinned. You know, I'm like, dude, this is freaking harsh. I can watch an 18 year old kid get pinned and, no little four-year-old. Four-year-old, he's <laughs> his arms, arms back around. It's like, and he's just crying. It's like, get up, Junior. But, um, yeah, that wrestling is, a, is another animal no, for I've, sure. No, I've heard stories from Coach Bramas because so, he administered those wrestling tournaments. Yeah. And, yeah. So, hockey, baseball, wrestling. And a little tennis. Tennis. Okay. Did the, that was a, is that a letter? Is that a letterable that sport? I called it. In, I believe so. Is it big track? Does anybody know? Is that still track. a sport at I, I, high school level? It was when I went to school. Oh, cool. Yeah. Last another year, another great, another great game. Honestly, okay, two thousand and seven. Oh, oh, seven. Oh, okay. what year did you graduate? Uh, Ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. <laughs> okay, ninety-seven. Um, and you played? Did you ever play against me? Tennis? No, definitely not tennis. <laughs> H- hockey? Did you ever play I against mixed what, doubles? What year did you graduate? Ninety-five. Uh, Maybe youth hockey. I only played high school hockey one year. Oh, okay. That's all. Let, let, let's go back to your high school hockey career and in uh, Diamond High School. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry you had you to said go you there didn't for get four a, years. You didn't have a whole lot of ice time. Let, let's go back to that. Well, I wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> so well, it wasn't a coaching snub. I don't think so. Uh, I mean, I had we had. We had guys like Barrett Heiston and Jay Stiegel, uh, Mike Forsland. Well, that's an easy coaching decision then there. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I did play on the first line for two shifts. <laughs> awesome. After Barrett got kicked out. Uh, awesome. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And I poke fun. Uh, we've, we've talked about Dennis, I think, uh, episode maybe two or so, when we were talking about uh, uh, high school hockey and whatnot. And we, we've been over that uh, – Yes, at one point we had a disagreement or two, and he might have left the arena when I was uh, 
officiating a couple times, but uh, we look forward to having him on the podcast because what a what a hockey hockey smart guy that guy is. Um, so I'm not trying to throw him under the bus, but let's get from your high school playing career yeah. to junior officiating what what's the transition i i think i've talked about mine a little bit in the past on how i was a basically like you i was a fourth line winger on a championship fucking state hockey team uh duh not going to juniors but by that time i'd been blowing the whistle for six seven years and kind of find an avenue so your story must be similar I mean, we, we've had a lot of time in the locker room and then and, uh, and on bar stools together and whatnot but um just kind of how how did you go from as a high school senior playing uh not a regular shift to all all of a sudden officiating your your ex peers and in juniors well um after high school i played baseball for a few years in college there you go um did that lived in seattle uh actually lived in uh i guess uh a legend of the officiating world, thanks to you, Steve, Mr. Uh, Pete Anderson. Uh, when I was rest in peace, yeah, my rest man, in peace, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pete, Pete was one of a kind, and and I, you know, I know owe a lot to him. But uh, I believe when I was still in high school, I worked a game with you, and and asked, you know, I knew I was going to Seattle to play baseball, and I asked you about officiating in Seattle down there, and, and you basically told me get in touch with Pete. So after moving down there, playing baseball, uh, turned out I needed a place to live. Uh, talked to Pete. Uh, our, our mutual friend Scott Sivlich was living with him. Uh, I ended up moving in with Pete and Scott. And so officiated there while I was playing baseball in college. Uh, played for a couple of years. Blew my shoulder up. Uh, that was the end of my baseball career. And decided it was time to referee for a living so So at that point you were how old were you at that point oh 21 20 21 yeah yeah. and Uh, then so you had uh, a couple years of community college baseball under your belt uh shoulders blown um did some uh, junior b at that point and then uh refing and then uh where do you go from there would you go to some usa hockey camps kind of what happened yeah, I mean, I had gone to USA Hockey Camps. Uh, the F- USA Hockey Officiating, Junior Officiating Development Program had actually hired me a few years prior, but I was still playing baseball, and I had to turn them down. So I had been on their radar, and uh, after I got done with baseball, I got in contact with them and said, I'm done playing baseball. Can you use me? And they hired me. So I ended up in a, an apartment in Bozeman, Montana, uh, in the America West Hockey League. Uh, formerly the Frontier League. It was kind of the, you know, armpit of junior hockey at the time, but uh, a lot of great memories and stories from those days. And uh, did that, ended up in the USHL. And, uh, you know. So how how many years in Bozeman? Two two years in Bozeman. Based out of Bozeman for two years. And then the USHL uh, took you full time and you moved to where? Uh, Council Bluffs, Iowa. Omaha, basically. Omaha. 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 How long were you in the USHL for? Well, probably three or four years. I mean, I worked the USHL the same time I lived in Bozeman. We worked all the junior leagues, so there's a lot of traveling. Uh, But 
you know, I being based in Bozeman, my first roommate, uh, you know, I, he's in the NHL now, uh, made a lot of great friends during those times. Love you you can name drop. Who is that? Brian Pantich. Good man. Linesman. Hell of a fucking linesman. Yeah. Uh, he was my first roommate. Uh, him and Tony Leonetti, um, another beauty from Washington. Shrek. Shrek. Yes. Um, so just bounced around juniors for a few years and, uh, I mean, I, I, one of the most enjoyable things about those years was getting to referee all the Alaskans that, that came down. Um, you know, you'd show up in a rink and a kid I refereed growing up had no idea I'd be down there and I show up as a referee of this game. And I'm dropping the puck and they look at me with big wide eyes like, the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> I know you. I know uh, this guy. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, uh, you, you talked about uh, Pete. Um, but what, and maybe this goes way back to the, when you started, who were like your mentors? Who's the guys that you looked for, that you looked up to? And like, <clears throat> people don't realize this, but I talked in, in, uh, with Glinesy a lot about it. It's like, people don't realize, um, that the, how competitive refing officiating is. It's just like a player. You, you guys are out there being, it's ultra competitive. Everyone's a while. You want to go up the ranks and be an NHL ref. It's not like, Hey, yeah, I'm just going to go rap. It's paying your dues and going, going, going. But yeah. who are those guys that you looked up to? I mean, it's, I mean, locally, you know, guys like Clay Wallace, uh, Jimmy Brett. Classic. Uh, yeah. Classic. Um, I mean, those are two of the big ones, but even going back to when I went to UAA games, Lee Carbelnikoff, Jeff Cooper, nice. um, you know, those guys were were the guys I looked up to, tried to emulate a little bit. Um, and then as I moved up the ranks, guys like Steve here, you know, Scott Sivilich, <coughs> who were kind of a few years ahead of me, but kind of led the way into junior and pro hockey. And, um, you know, I just it, – it looked like a great experience doing what they did, uh, basically just traveling the country, refereeing town to town night to night and you know it, it's something i wanted to do and did and it was i would never regret it it's one of the greatest experiences i've had because it allowed me to see the country and uh, make lifelong friends and you know lifelong memories and it's just been a great experience well, it's an it, interesting dynamic when you're talking about being an official official um again relating it back to being a player it's just like you guys are constantly trying to make better your, yourselves better and, 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 you know, call better games. And, and I'm sure you guys go back in the locker room, like, like a coach would do to his team and say, ah, you know, our power play suck. We didn't do this. We didn't do that. <laughs> and you guys are like, ah, I could have done that better. I mean, you guys are constantly and and what a great way to keep in touch with a game that you love. We all love. Um, I mean, officiating is, is that's it, gotta be, it, it's crazy how, how uh, talking to Glines, how, how, like I never thought of it before I talked to him, like how competitive it is and how it's a real, I mean, it's, it's just, it's fascinating in a lot of ways because people don't think about it. It is. I mean, how many officials are in the NHL? There's right. not that many. And all of these guys who are trying to work their way up, they're all competing for that one or two jobs. Yeah. So it's very competitive. I mean, it's probably harder to become a, a National Hockey League official than it is a player if you figured out the odds. But, um, it's very competitive. Uh, like you said, you know, we're always trying to become better, whether it's become a better skater or, God forbid, better judgment. Um, 
whatever it might be, um, we're always trying to improve. Uh, you know, we have supervisors who are kind of just like coaches. Um, and, you know, I don't, I don't think referees get enough credit for the effort they put in their craft to become better. Uh, yeah. Because oh. nobody wants to suck. Right. Uh, I mean, well, right. Well, right. Well. Have you ever had the cell of arena full of 7,000 people <laughs> telling you what you they yeah. think of you? Right. You know, nobody wants to be that guy. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's there's a lot of effort that goes into it, and and it's a continuous learning process. Big, uh, like with, yeah, with anything, you stop learning, you might as well just hang them up and do something else. Yeah. Uh, Ellis, I want you to expand on that a little bit. Like, uh, so we see that obviously on the local level, um, just talking, uh, uh, Anchorage in Alaska, you know, uh, young guys getting into it or, you know, older guys or whatever, you're just trying to make it uh, to the Wee state championship. Awesome. Um, uh, guys like you and me, you know, we're trying to make it to the, uh, Alaska state high school championship. That's our bar now, right? That's our bar. And, uh, and but then go beyond it to junior and college and and pro now um you got guys that have been grinding it out for years and years and years and i know you have some takes on this the nhl which at one point you and i were both aspiring to be employed by um 20 years ago the route we took was the route guys took you grind it out you go to Montana you go to Iowa you go to the East Coast Hockey League you kind of work your way up and a few years ago the NHL kind of changed their trajectory they used to come scout the officiating department of the NHL has scouts for those that don't know they would come to an ECHL game they would go to a Western Hockey League game in Seattle they would scout future officials and it was it was a process to get there and now what they've done is i think it's going back five six years now they started an nhl officiating combine they really like that word combine because it's like the kids coming out of college uh that are football players you just go to a combine you train and they pluck you out well the nhl started that for officials they don't do it for players. They do it for officials. So what they've done is they've invited a bunch of ex-players and um, to come to Buffalo. This is going back about five years. And just here, here's a whistle. Here's a striped shirt. Just go, you know, run these drills. Let, let's see what happens, right? So <laughs> five, six years ago, and, and you and I both have a lot of friends that are still officiating in the, in the National Hockey League, and, and I'm a little older than you, so some of my, my friends have been there about 20 years. Some of you, your friends, have been there, you know, five, ten years, and they did the grind it out just like you and I. But now they're starting to pluck these guys out of this NHL officiating combine who have never refereed peewee, let alone <laughs> junior, or even minor pro, and they're sticking them into NHL hockey games. And they have just clogged the system for all the guys like you and me who are still doing it today. This is working their ass off to chase this dream. And uh, I, I'm going to name drop. Name, do it. I'm, na I'm name drop. Do it. Okay. Uh, Ex-Alaska Ace, Corey Savette. 
He was uh Dick. he'd be a great he'd be a great beer league hockey player in the Euro Hockey League. He'd be he'd be he'd probably be like a third round draft pick. Nice. nice. In the Euro Hockey League. <laughs> no. I'll, I'm sorry. Okay, so he, okay, maybe he'd be a, like a late second rounder in the Eagle River Hockey League as a defenseman. Played for the Alaska Aces. All right. He retires, quote unquote, from minor league hockey about three years ago, right when this NHL officiating combine really took off. I don't know how he got the invite, but he goes to Buffalo. He's never blown a whistle in his freaking life. Excuse me, fucking life. Yeah. NHL says, hey, I think you'd be good. Goes out, and it, it, the first time he ever blew a whistle in a real hockey game, not peewees, NHL preseason three years ago, he's still on the radar. He's hired by the NHL. Yeah. Sorry to spew all that on you. Ellis, you, <laughs> you, you grinded it out. I, <clears throat> what do you think? It's a joke. I mean, that's all there is to it. You know, they're, it's a joke. they're basically saying the only qualification is to referee in an NHL hockey game is you have to have played at a quote-unquote higher High level. level, whether that be juniors or minor pro. That's basically their only qualification for you to be a referee. It's completely killing <clears throat> the art of officiating. I mean, because to, I to love, an I extent. That. I love that. The, the art. art of I, love, I love that. It's an art. I'm writing it down. Ain't no science. No. No. That's awesome. Yeah. It is. I mean, anybody can know the rule book, but if you can't read a hockey game. Uh, the, the feel. If you can't have the, a feel the for feel. the feel, yeah. Game, mm-hmm, then, you know, you're going to have some shit shows. Yeah. But. Uh, they, so you're not happy about, like, you don't think. That well, I don't. It's I not killing our dream, yeah, but at I don't the same care, time, right? it's yeah. ki- but it's killing it's killing your dream ten years ago, twelve years ago. Yes, and, and going back to recruitment ago. of young officials. Yeah. what's right? There's no incentive for a young official to keep climbing the ladder, grinding away because yeah. he knows he ain't going to get a yeah. shot. Yeah, who's going to move to Montana? Yeah, yeah. Well, and then <laughs> yeah, and then so so don't do that, and then ask why we have a shortage of officials. Well, you're the problem. NHL, you're the problem. So I, yeah, I never knew that, but that's uh, I, I did hear something on a uh, recent podcast about them kind of pumping the tires of, oh yeah, you know, getting these officials that played at a high level, you know, has been great. You know, it's- I mean, big fucking deal. They played in the ECHL. I mean, <laughs> drop some names, but yeah. Put well, a set of states skates on guys. I know what's barely. what's funny is the best referee in the National Hockey League, Wes McCauley. Love he had about seventeen games in the East Coast Hockey League. So, like, I love Wes. I I worked with Wes in the minors before he went big and you know YouTube Showtime. But uh, so that's their model. You're not going to get another Wes. I'm sorry, you got lightning in the bottle with Wes McCauley. But he played college. He went and played in the East Coast Hockey League. He had like 17 games. He's like, I suck. I'm getting out. His dad was an ex-NHL official, and uh, he's good. But they're they're looking for 100 Wes McCauley's. It's not going to happen, people. Yeah, there's uh, Wes, and then there's the one from the uh, 80s, uh, Frazier, right? Kerry Frazier. Frazier. My favorite rep. And so so you get one of those guys every two decades. Mm -hmm. You can't populate with a guy every two decades you need the the guys like you guys that are grinding out that's very interesting i had no idea that uh that the referee 
official official referee. We've dis- discussed this before. Does it matter? Kenny, don't act like you know. You're it's usually <laughs> asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's interesting that it's the same thing with uh, kind of making uh, comparisons to a coach because that's what I know more of. But um, just because you're an NHL star doesn't mean you're a fucking good coach. Wayne Gretzky. And I've seen some of those fucking guys just fucking. And, I mean, not for nothing, uh, both my boys played down in, in Kenai. And I'm going to name drop that guy. I wouldn't let that guy coach my fucking peewee team. He was fucking god awful. Josh Petrish, if you're listening to this, you're fucking you go back and, and coach. Um, uh, learn how to coach. I mean, because taking these guys, it's true. I mean, I'm honestly, yeah. I, you know, you're talking. That's the North American Hockey League, and you got a guy that, you know, he's dumbing his way through the fucking thing. And I'm like, holy shit! Yeah. I wasn't prepared for that. But that's the same thing. Yeah, just because you're a good player doesn't mean you're a good coach or, right. or an official. And that's that's too bad. It sounds like, you know. Be it Hockey Canada, USA Hockey, they gotta, they gotta, uh, they gotta get with NHL and, and put a stop to that. Cause that's, well, uh, that's yeah. just shit. That's shit. I mean, like, shit. like Steve said, they hired this guy Corey Sivret. You know, was playing for the Aces. I had been away from pro hockey for a few years here in Anchorage, and they needed some help, so they asked me to come back. And uh, my first game back, I hadn't worked a pro game in probably three, four, or five years. I don't know what it was. So I'm a little rusty, working the lines, and this Corey Sivert's playing, and he doesn't like something I did. He tells me he's going to put the puck in my teeth. Jeez. And now this is the guy they're hiring to referee in the right. NHL. So yeah. that shows you the respect he had as a player for right. the officials, and now he is one. I mean, it's just – It's ass backwards. No. It's oh, ho- ho- hopefully someone puts the puck in his teeth. I don't even know him, but I hope he does. Well, he was when, a shitty defenseman. When, so. did he play for, <laughs> when, when did he play for the Aces? I don't remember the, I don't remember the guy. Honestly, honestly. Uh, I don't remember the Mid, Aces. Late 2000s, yeah. probably. So, so the guy our, – our guy, the guy that was the guy – well, there was two guys. It was, uh, it was, it was uh, Bill Hannock and Clay Wallace. And I'm telling you right now, I mean, I loved Hannock. Um, but the best part about those guys is just their communication. Just communicate. That's really, like, if you communicate and they communicate, then it just alleviates a lot of the issues that uh, that are being found. With no, Bill Hannock, great tennis player, by the way. Really? <laughs> really? You guys let her together, did you? We did play in a few tournaments. Yeah. <laughs> Doubles. No, I'm another, I'm another, when I was a kid, Bill Hannock was one of the referees that refed a lot of my games was one of the guys I looked up to as a referee. Yeah, he was he was great. He yeah, was great. I mean, but a good official, like you're saying, um, you know, the game and the kids deserve, you know, someone who cares like you uh, to officiate the games. Uh, again, I'm going to get back to how do we? How do you? Actually, the best advice you've given us tonight, in which I will tell any hockey coach, youth hockey coach listening, do exactly what your coach did. If and when I coach a team again, oh, absolutely, make it mandatory. Go because you're going to get maybe like one or two guys that carry well, on. Understand the rules. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's that's the first element probably be of good any for the, sport. Probably be good for the coaches too. Oh, it would be good absolutely. for the coaches because 99 percent of them don't understand. A lot of times the rules. we think we know right. the rules, and then it's like, oh shit. Two line pass left hockey <laughs> 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I, I, I just I gotta spin it, spin it back to some 
another way here. Uh, uh, we've kind of tainted the dream of any up-and-coming official. Number one, you're going to get motherfucked when you're doing the Peewee uh, State Championship, and you're not going to make the NHL. We've made that very clear. But <laughs> let's go back to chasing the dream. Like, I would still, even regardless of the the – the hose that is clogged at the NHL and you're probably not going to make it. Uh, we've talked about kids, um, players, uh, leaving early to go play, you know, uh, Bantam house and, you know, like Arizona, um, triple <laughs> A Bantam, their triple A Bantam house Elite. in Arizona. Elite. They're, they're, you know, they're, they, they still need officials in, in, in juniors and minor pro. So kids are still going to chase that dream. And I, I encourage them to chase it because hopefully the NHL figures this shit out. But uh, let's go. Let's go back. Let's go back twenty years. Let's go back to Montana. Let's go back to the USHL. Maybe um, uh, you're developing as an official. I mean, you, you you just it's on the job training. You you learn as you go, and I'm sure you got tons of on ice stories where I fucked that up. You figure out the next day and you try to do it different. On you know on a Saturday and then, you know, you fucked up something on Friday and you're not going to make that mistake again. That, that, that's how it goes. Let's talk about off the ice. Now, sometimes we make a mistake on a Friday on the ice. We make a snake a mistake off the ice on a Friday. Um, they repeat themselves occasionally. I want to go back to your junior days in the USHL uh, a little birdie told me that you will have one hell of a a bowling game. You a three hundred bowler? I like to bowl. <laughs> <laughs> he likes to roll. No. So do not. you do you only play at bowling alleys that have twenty five cent beers? Yes. Yes. Usually. Could you Sounds take like us back? Price. Could you take us back in time to twenty-five cent beer bowling night in the USHL? I and you can name not. drop if they didn't make the NHL. You can name drop them here. Okay. Well, this I was one. living in Omaha, Council Bluffs. Same thing. Uh, Omaha Lancers, historic USHL team. Yeah. Well, they had a bowling league. <laughs> The Lancer League, and it was for the fans. Of course for they the did. Yeah. It's for the fans. Well, uh, me and my two roommates, you know, other referees, we decided to join the Lancer League as bowlers. So we did. Uh, we show up for league one night. I think we were the three blind mice was our team name. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. A little cliche, but yeah. whatever. And uh, the bowling alley had a 25-cent beer special. I'll take four. <laughs> Fourteen. <laughs> so we bowled, probably not that well, drank a lot of beer, and um, decided on the way home we would stop at the bar around the corner from our apartment uh, named Mosquito Creek. We stopped there. The bar's empty, other than... There's three or four other guys, construction workers that were working a road job. Uh, so we're there drinking, chatting with these guys, having a good conversation, getting along fine. And then uh, all of a sudden my 
Portland, Oregon liberal roommate makes a smart-ass comment about guns. Damn liberals. Oh. So, one of these construction workers took exception to it. <laughs> Proceeded to headbutt Tyler. <laughs> in the bridge of the nose. Oof. And dropped some like sack of shit. <laughs> Me and Kyle, my other roommate, defend his honor. Sure. Liberal or not. Yeah. Liberal or not. Yeah. I mean, Tyler's a great guy. Yeah, I love him to death. Still a liberal. <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically, a line brawl happens in the bar. Six people in the bar. There's a fight. <laughs> there is. It's three on three. Yeah. Except Tyler's on the floor. Poor, uh, Tyler. Poor Tyler. So we get in a fight. We all get kicked out. Uh, bouncers bounce us, whatever. Well, then my other roommate, Kyle, notices these construction workers walking into the hotel down the parking lot from the bar so he takes off running and of course defending his honor we follow him (laughs) run into the hotel find these guys proceed to continue the line brawl in the hallway of the hotel (laughs) (laughs) all i remember is kyle's getting eye gouged i'm like punching this guy in the ribs Probably took a few punches. The next thing you know, I'm getting douched in pepper spray. (laughs) Apparently, there was a cop in the parking lot we ran past that we didn't notice. Ooh. Um, Long story short, the whole Omaha apartment ended up in jail that night. (laughs) I wake up at like 5 in the morning and said, where are we? One of them says, we're in jail. (laughs) I rolled back over went back to sleep. Um but yeah, so you know the referees were keeping it classy. Got into a bar fight. Twenty five cent beer. Twenty five cent. Yes. Um, and yeah, it was it was a hell of a night. Yeah, only in the Midwest would you find twenty five cent beer bowling league night. Oh God! Yeah. You're not finding that like in L.A. or anything. <laughs> no, no that, that's total Midwest. Yeah, that's thing. Wisconsin. Probably a twenty five cent beer league or uh, bowling night. So but y'all, y'all made your next game assignments, I'm sure. We didn't get fired, Spray. There you go. So, yes, we did. I think our boss was understanding. Um, those two jackasses both pled guilty. I pled not guilty. a boy. I got off. a boy. Um, Hopefully not in jail. <laughs> no, not in jail. I did run into the cop that arrested me a month later. Uh in the computer room of our apartment complex. <laughs> Didn't know he was a neighbor. Howdy, neighbor. Uh, and that was a little backstory. When I was in the backseat of the cop car, I proceeded to tell him what I thought of his size of penis. No. As a police officer. He probably appreciates that. Yeah. So, anyway, it was it was one of those nights in the USHL. U.S. What uh, you were in uh, Omaha? It was in Omaha. Count we lived Council in Council Bluffs, Bluffs but basically yeah. Omaha. See, I'm so old. I remember uh, when Omaha, uh, their first team ever, they went 0 and 48. They were in Sports Illustrated. They were 0 and 48. Wow, perfect season. So my second year in Rochester, I played for the Mustangs, but they um, it was the big thing. Like who's going to lose? Who's going to lose to the Omaha? And we didn't want to be the first one, right? And we weren't. I can't, I can't remember who it was. Probably Des Moines. Trivial pursuit question. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody yeah. lost to him. Yeah, but uh, then they became 
yeah, powerhouse. Right. All the Alaska boys. I think back then they had like Omaha had different like God. When I was going, it was Dubuque had Alaska rights for players, and then I think it changed to Omaha at some point. So like when I was going, like Derek Donald and a bunch of other guys all went to Dubuque, but then. When Swanee came along in 90, whatever that was, 93, 94, 95, all those guys, all the Alaska kids went to, to yeah. Omaha. But, yeah. uh, God, that league's changed. I mean, even when I was down there, Lincoln had, like, the Fournier brothers. Yeah. You know, Chris and Mike, they played there. And uh, Matt Carl was in Omaha yeah. when I was refing down there. I saw him fight. Not good? No. Not good? Not good. <laughs> I, think, I think it was his one and only fight ever. Was, gotta get it out of the way. Yeah, gotta but get it out of the way. Kid was a hell of a hockey player. Hell yeah! So what? What's your uh, what's your favorite um, level to officiate? I mean, on a on a purely fun level, it is pro hockey. I mean, the hockey was just that much better. They fight. Uh, they tell you to fuck off. You tell them to fuck off back. Right. I mean. It's not, you know, when I came back and was just doing high school hockey, it was kind of hard for me for the first year or two because... Fuck you! Yeah. <laughs> no, no, fuck you. No, fuck you. So, that was tough, but... Well, actually, i got to interject here. Oh. So, this might have been during your transition between uh, pro and high school hockey, um, but uh, we do have a very good friend of ours who has passed away in recent years, uh, Brian Wild, uh, the son of... Uh, Coach Rodney Wild, uh, who's Walt the assistant now, um, was on the bench, I think, in your early years of coming back from pro hockey when you were adjusting, as you say. And uh, did you not have a disagreement on the ice at some point and just kind of go all pro hockey on uh, on Brian? And I think Brian went all pro hockey on you. Did he not? Yeah, that sounds about right. Um it was when I was coming back and adjusting. I I wasn't quite used to high school coaches abusing me <laughs> because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> fuck you, Walt. <laughs> but uh, assistance. Especially, I was lining a game. It was here in Eagle River, uh, the Max Center. Brian was on the bench. Uh, there was a play on the blue line. I was, you know, right in front of the Chugiak bench. Uh, and and Brian told me I was the worst referee he'd ever f- seen. And clearly I'm not because. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, well, fuck you too. And he told me, well, fuck you. And I told him, fuck you. And it basically was an exchange like that. And uh, I look over and. There's Coach Wild, Rodney Wild, laughing, watching us fucking each other. <laughs> I mean, and if you guys know Rodney, he he's serious during the games, you know. He, but here he is, just fucking busting up, laughing, <laughs> watching me and Brian fuck you each other. And uh, I'll never forget that. You know, I'm surprised. So that doesn't happen on Coach Wild's bench. Yeah, playing for him uh, for two years at eight. Mid, well, midget, not 18, midget, triple A, um, and now coaching with him four years. Um, that that doesn't happen on his bench, and, and it probably happened because it was Brian, which which is funny. But uh, it, dealing with high school now, which is 
pretty much is your highest level that you deal with now. Yeah, I mean, other than yeah. the occasional guns and hoses game. I mean, what it who what what coaching staff is the best to deal with at the high school level? Well, bar none, Coach Wild. Oh, excellent, yeah. excellent. I, 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 are you a part of that coaching <laughs> staff? <or? laughs> I think I've seen plug. you before. <laughs> Um, yeah, I open the offense door. Yeah. I open the offense door. No, yeah. I mean he demands that. He demands that, and I, he taught me. Uh, you know, I've coached for twelve years now, and and uh, I, you know, always very intense, very into the game. And Coach Wild uh, kind of gave me a coaching lesson my first year. It's like, Coach, no, he messed. You know, he messed the call up. Like that's the wrong call. That's not right. He's like, I agree with you. I, you're a hundred percent correct. But do you think telling him that he's a cocksucker is going to get him to change his mind? And ever since then, with that little tidbit of advice, I've found my way around the uh, officials a lot better. It's just it's it's an easier way to deal with officials. You deal with them normally, happily, like people that they'll do the same. And and uh, it, it's funny because you guys always wear your. Uh, jackets out on the ice before the game so we don't know who's refing like who's got the stripes on that's on purpose yeah uh, well we know and, but whenever ellis is there it's always like god i hope he's refing just because you're super level-headed uh we i think you do a fantastic job from day one uh glines as well i mean me and glines we, we got it we you know what it, it's, i'm retired i know but but you know but like it's tough with glines because he's a friend so you want to keep it professional but friendly but fuck you yeah yeah but no the, fuck you yeah but the uh <laughs> but I'll, josh ellis is the finest referee that alaska has currently refing uh high school level hockey in the state bar none oh, agreed 110 percent, and it and it is because of obviously i had no idea the amount of work and time and stuff that you put into your craft but it's very impressive and we from a coaching staff absolute appreciate your professionalism and the way that you handle yourself and the way that you're able to deal with us as well. So, uh, I'm done blowing you, but uh. no, uh, uh, honestly, Hey, Walt, a couple points on that. And this is going to kind of bring it all together is, um, uh, what you see with Josh, a guy that been there, done that. He has, I guess we can, you know, we can get stats on it, but how many, you know, uh, junior hockey and uh, minor pro games as he have, and then he comes back and gives it to the community. <laughs> the guy fucking has, you know, he, he gave it he, all of his 20s. He gave 10 years of his life to officiating. We call that a decade. Yeah, and, and, and making, honestly, for those that don't know, Peanuts. if you're making, you know, 12 grand a year, <laughs> you know, run Uncle Sam because it, it, it just – and then he comes back and he just wants to he he just wants to help local hockey. He wants to do, you know, Bantam and Midget in high school and god damn it, he you know, he's getting run in the hallway. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Fucking right now. I'm sorry. I'm okay. All right. I'm going off in a little t- but this is not where I was going, but give me a fucking break. This guy busts his fucking balls in his 20s. Gave his 20s away where everybody else is on the fucking South Beach and what all right. Yeah. All you hockey parents, Josh doesn't care who wins the game. Uh, right. He doesn't care. That's not where I was. That's not where I was going with this. Yeah. No, but, it's ridiculous. Um, um, but there's not a lot of Josh's nope. and Steve's and Scott Sivlich's nope. 
as much as you want to. Bill Hannix and Clay Wallace. They're not. There's not. There's not money up and comers. I mean, Kenny Holmberg. Thank God, to my left, is uh, he's an up and comer. Just a few skating <laughs> clinics. He'll be right there. But um, <laughs> so the game's not progressing here because which we've had. There's discussion not. On. There's not a whole lot of teenagers going out and doing what Josh and I did to come back and service the game. So the the game locally. It'll be what it'll be. That's not where I'm going with this. I feel like biz nasty right now. I'm on a tangent. No idea with it. Anyway, I Ellis. Him, by the way. <laughs> oh, how was he? Is he a pain in the ass? No. Ooh. I don't. I don't think so. I don't recall. I just know that I saw him for a couple games. I mean, that honestly, that was one of the greatest parts of doing what I did, refing juniors and minor pro all them years, is being on the ice with all those guys who are in the NHL now. You know, um, I mean, I referee Crosby. He's a little bitch, but yeah. Uh, yeah. but I was on the ice with him at yeah. one time. He's good, right? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I tend Pavelski, a game in Waterloo. Nice. Um, I think Joey Crab was on that team, last nice. kid. Uh, but that's one of the greatest memories for me personally is just having been on the ice with all those guys. You know, I can watch an NHL game today, and more than likely there was a couple guys – I had officiated at one point. Um, you know, it, it it made for a lot of memories. Yeah. There was one kid who recently, uh, maybe three, four years ago now, that was young kid, really, really good, really into officiating, like almost like he, sh- he could have been playing still. I think he was in high school. But he left to go go chase a dream, did he not? What's a kid's name? I, I don't know him. Might have been Zobel. And I, I, lo- I love that dude. He was he was uh, like a young kid. He reminds me a yeah. lot of myself. But he was yeah. he was on top of it. Didn't take any shit. Just dude, yeah. So I did a, great. I've done a couple of games with him. He's he came back from he was doing null three or was he doing null? Or? Yeah, he, he he's basically been doing the same thing I did when I was a kid, mm-hmm. going outside working juniors. And, and he's young. I think was eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, he was yeah. young kid. He, when I see him, when, uh, this was last year when I did a couple games with him. I was like, oh, whatever, this is some another young kid, you know. Yeah. And then like some of the young kids like Gunnar Hansen. Gunnar Hansen's real good. Yeah, he's good. He's, he's a he's a he's goofy bastard funny, too. I love him. Shit. Uh, but this kid was like. Holy crap! It's it's funny when you see guys like who've done it at that level. The best skaters I've ever seen in my life are always referees. And that kid was so smooth, and he was just super precise. And it's just it's there's an it factor I notice with guys who are good at it. And I I know personally I don't have that. Yeah. In fact, some. <laughs> That's why you're an assistant coach on a peewee team, Walt. <laughs> Shut up. I've got Laura Stam's number here. So I, I do. I want to actually. I want to bring this full circle because I remember what the hell I was going to ask when I went on my tangent. Is uh, going from pro hockey to uh, uh, working locally. Um, you know, uh, now you're local, so pro hockey's in the past. Uh, but with that background, now going back to what Walter was talking about with the high school coaches spawned a question so you do a lot of bantam midget you know triple a team alaska whatever you know state tournament kind of bullshit usa hockey and we've touched on that you know in the you know some prior episodes but the high school hockey is a whole separate uh, animal which we love we embrace it like we 
as a as a podcast as a uh, you know as a body we kind of that's that's our style of hockey now you as an official who go back and forth just not naming names not putting anybody on the bus but um dealing with uh, uh coaches and administrations and uh usa hockey versus the uh the high school animal that it is do you have more fun on the the high school side with the coach I, I can't again i didn't officiate high school hockey this year but I, even the couple coaches that maybe i, I wasn't on the same page with I, I always i just the high school hockey they kind of get it am i putting you on the spot here bud no i mean uh here's the thing there's been a push the last few years coming from a lot of youth hockey coaches. Uh, they don't like high school hockey. They've been trying to get basically Bull, killed. Bullshit. They've been trying to kill the high school hockey league. Um, Cameron McDonald played high school hockey. FYI. <laughs> is he good? Providence, is that good? He's pretty good. Oh, okay. Pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, so there's been a move against high school hockey, and, it, and it's pretty unfortunate because – in all honesty, the quality of hockey in Alaska is is down, way down from when I was a kid. Um, and I don't know what these guys are blaming it on, but they're trying to kill high school hockey, and that's not the reason that it's down. If anything, it's because they've diluted comp hockey. Um, that's a good way to put it, diluted comp hockey. Diluted. Totally. I mean, if if you ask me. A- asshole triple A. We are I got to call it. If you ask me. Um, high school hockey prepares these kids to play juniors more than any comp team is going to. Fact. Because you're riding a bus with your team to the game. You're traveling. You're playing in front of fans. How you many? Can, you can hit. Yeah, not just yeah. mom and dad watching. Right. It's not just mom and dad. Hitting is yeah, what bullies do. Hitting is what bullies do. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah Sorry. Yeah, yeah, God. I mean, I don't even know what's up with USA Hockey right now. Like, I, I refuse to partake in that bullshit. But... Um, <laughs> You know, high school hockey prepares these kids more for junior hockey than any comp program is going to. Yep, playing for your town. Playing for your town, yep. playing in front of fans, yep. traveling with your teammates. Yep. I mean, playing no, and, for... And, and players, it's, it's, it's fun a to season. play. It's a season. It's fucking skin. fun to play. It's fun I mean, to play. These kids get... These kids, so... These kids at the beginning of the year when their tier one teams are selected, they go in in the locker room and everybody's happy. Yay, we're AAA, we're, we're, we're Team Alaska, we're the Alaska Alls, we're North, whatever. Right now we only have one tier one program, but that's first year was last year. So, And they all say, okay, so now we need to take a vote. Are we going to play high school or not? You know, And everybody at that point is like, well, we're on our tier one team. No, we don't need to play high school. As soon as high school starts every single year, every single year in the four years I've been there, these kids all say, man, I, 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 we, I really want to play high school. And then they go back to Coach X and, or whoever it is, and they say, Coach, I want to play high school. And Coach says, we already took a vote. No, no high school. So then I see this kid, kids, at my practice, like at my practices, four days out of the week. We have five practices. They were at four of them because they didn't have – Tier one stuff. Why can't they be at practice? They come to every game. Well, if they're at my game, why couldn't they just? Why couldn't they just play in the game? You know, <laughs> give me a break. Trust me, those kids want to be there. Oh, it's, it's the absolutely. parents. It's the parents that are fucking everything up. 
like uh, big time. I mean, Brian Swanson played high school hockey. Is he good? Well, that that was one of my questions. Like, how how has high school hockey changed in, through your eyes over the years? And everyone always like, and even when I played way back in the day, it's like, ah, uh, you look back, ah, uh, high school day, pff, brutal. Two years ago, when I played, was way better. And fucking my kids do it now. I mean, and they may have a legitimate bitch, but studying camo's year was good. The that, one year that, they played together, that was a that was good, good but year. Um, how how is it? Um, I mean, all these kids are leaving the state. That's the thing. When I was a kid, one kid left the state. Right. It was Scott Gomez. Nobody else left. Yeah, yeah and a, a little Scott Gomez played high school. Yeah. For yeah, those of you who don't and know. And he played. Yeah, like, he played he East was good. Is yeah. he good? Newsflash. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> fucking East Scott, fucked everybody Scott Parker. Up. Scott yeah. Parker. Heard of him? Yeah, he played high school. Ty Jones, high school. Yep. They all played high school. And everybody's argument now is, well, that was then. Those guys were playing high school. Well, they all would play high school if that was still the way. Right. But the problem is, is everybody's being pulled these different directions by parents, They're going by to play. coaches that they think they have to leave. And you know what? At the end of the day, when they've watered down comps so much, it, it in turn waters down high school, then, yeah, people are going to leave. You have to. Because, you have to because yeah, it's point. so watered down at that point. It's unreal. But I can tell you, high school hockey – Four years ago, when Cameron and Sutton McDonald were playing high school hockey, that was good high school yeah, hockey. And was. that was fans packed. And that was like, you know, three lines deep, two lines. You know, now now the top lines are fine. The top lines are what they always were. Mm-hmm. But everything after that, it's tough, man. It's tough. You know, yeah, it, we've talked about that, like kids leaving early. It's like. It's 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 a it's a pandemic. <laughs> I mean, it really is. I, I mean, I hate and to I don't, say. I it, don't know uh, if they're wearing masks or doing that, but they are yeah. six foot social distancing from any body contact for sure. Yeah, yeah for no. the body contact. Yeah. No, it, it it's fucked up. We've talked about this before. A, a, a kid like Gomez is probably could have stayed and and gone on. I mean, you're good. You're good. They're gonna find you. But it seems like we had a a good. Um, a real special high school hockey going back when I played in the eighties coming up. It was, it was a, it was a special thing. And then we've kind of lost that with this new push to, I call it asshole triple a fucking my kids got to play asshole triple a down in fucking nowhere that yeah. <laughs> North Carolina or fucking Florida or wherever <laughs> it is. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? It's like, stay home. And, uh, you, you, we, we've done it before. We've actually, you know, produce some pretty good hockey players and develop some good hockey players right here at home. There's no reason. Back in, and I'm old school. I mean, you leave to go play junior. Go leave to go play USHL? Absolutely. Go leave to play, play the Nall. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But these fucking AAA teams. It's like, it's like you said. Jesus if you're the Christ. best player or the best – if you're the on the best D pair of your team, fine. Go leave. But if you're not even the best player on your team at your position, why are you leaving? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> where, are you, where are you going? Right. Where are you going? You know, little Johnny went. So Josh brought a, a great point up, like uh, playing in front of your your home crowd and and the buses. Oh my God, those bus rides—they're so important. Even if you're going from Wapping Eagle River to Ben Bokey, and well, you do this. Like we, we went for, we went to Fairbanks, we went to Homer, yes. we went to Soldotna. That's all huge. That is development. Yeah, that I is did. developing. Coach Wild did. I did. That is preparing you for. And I'm sorry, but if, if, if you know, if you're a sophomore and you know you're a, third or fourth line d man and you go to you know arizona and like whoopty freaking do i mean what do junior teams do they ride a bus to their games yeah, yeah. what do minor pro teams do 
They fucking and are those are those midget are those midget triple A tier four or whatever they playing in front of like what twenty fans you know like the billets like whoop de doo like like hey let's let's bring it back to the riv the riv Eagle River Alaska Chugiak Eagle River on those two nights a year that they play each other. Uh, Reed, you're the GM at the uh, yeah. McDonald Center. It's, it's a buzzing, boys. It's uh, well, it's, and I'm the one. It's that's a ten one and one. It's a fire mark. It's a fire marshal nightmare. Yeah, like exactly. right. So, so they pack the joint. You're wrapped around the the glass. That's and, how it was when we played, though, and Steve. When you played there, that's how it was every game. But Tuesday how do you night, beat Thursday that? Night. Why do you want to go you to don't. Arizona and, and play uh, a AAA so, house? No, I like I don't. It just I don't, takes one. I right? don't understand. One guy goes, then two guys guys go then four guys understand. go then eight guys go it's it's the way it is and, and you know they're thing that you, you know they're all snapping and totally. instagramming and they're like oh my my buddies are playing in front of all my ex-girlfriends right yeah. now yeah. <laughs> like, like oh i F- should be future, in, i should be at the mac right now yeah. the uh the funny thing is another thing that you learn with high school hockey is you learn the pecking order you're a freshman you know you put the bags on the bus yes you know you learn accountability you learn the pecking order you know you learn that you know when i was when i was a sophomore and i was on a varsity bus eric runyon doesn't put his bag on the bus you're goddamn right okay i put eric runyon's bag on the bus <laughs> you know, that's just the way it goes and and that's something that these kids are uh not getting to so i agree with ellis 110 percent that being said what do you think are the uh what would you say were the best years of high school hockey Ooh, um, I only have to go off when I was in high school, you know. Right. And like I said, I grew up playing with Gomez. Kid was obviously the best player that's ever come out of the state. Uh, those were competitive teams. I mean, Diamond, we had Deagle, Heist, and, you know, Forsland, guys like that. Um, so for me, I mean, that's good hockey. Those are good hockey players. Oh, yeah. And I know before us was Swanee. Um, those were the guys yeah. we looked Swanee, up to. Swanee, Ty Jones. Ty Jones. I, uh, I mean, Scott I, Parker, Will Magnuson. Yeah. Right. Those are guys I played against. Oh, like like McElroy. McElroy was a Div 1 guy. Yeah. Lawson was a Div 1 yep. guy. We yeah. were stacked. In yeah. Eagle River, we were stacked. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the Chugak Mustangs, we hated playing those guys. Yeah. You know, the Shazbys. It was... The Glineses. <laughs> Suck it, Kirby Sendon. Suck it. I got a photo. But, uh, yeah, Sorry. I mean. Bad side away. No, I I mean, all I the only reference I have is when I was a kid and in my years of high school. But when I was a kid, it was the Swansons. And, it was the golden years, You man. know, Scotty Parker and yeah. um, those guys. And then when I was playing Gomez, you know, and. Shazby's, Mikey Lee's. Yep. Um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I played in the golden age of Alaska guys. Hundred percent high school yep. hockey. Hundred you know, percent. Yep. Yeah, but you go back even further. Like I'm a little older than you. I, probably about <laughs> ten years. I'm so guessing maybe twelve. But like I grew up watching Steve McSwain, Joey right. Hayes. Oh yeah. Uh, Hayes. I mean, yeah. that was some yeah. fucking good yeah. teams. Uh, Boyd yeah. Sutton, Do Sutton. I mean, they're just. It goes on and on and on. That yeah. was like that, that. That was the first wave of, of players that really went out National and played. Attention. They went out and played, um, you know, yeah. juniors, and they went on. I mean, like, goddamn, there was no like. Take Steve McSwain, N- zero 
uh, people have gone uh, very uh, back then. There wasn't too many non Minnesotans on the Gophers. He was fucking he, on he, the. He was on yeah. the fucking Minnesota. I, are you shitting me? Yeah. I mean, he was a fucking stud and still is. But uh, um, actually, and, and way ahead of the curve, by the way. He was, he's been wearing the rubber gloves for years. <laughs> Dude, I he's actually so saw, awesome. I actually saw him on the Glen Highway the other day. Blue rubber gloves on and like smiling and it's like almost that smile like fuck you I told you guys we're gonna have him on the podcast the one of these days right. and it's gonna be and a five hour podcast because yeah. <laughs> that guy can fucking talk yeah this is awesome um I've got uh I kind of want to switch gears but one Please, more yeah. one more uh I, any advice for young officials like getting into the game what is the best advice you could give those guys I mean just work hard uh and work every game like somebody's watching even if you're just Working the random game at Dempsey Anderson, whatever. Work it like the NHLs are watching you. I mean, because you never know when that's the case. You never know who's watching. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Is this the most face time I've had with you? And you, you have Robert De Niro's mouth. You, you should. Can you do a Robert De Niro? No, not because you. All. C- he's got it, dude. This Holy like, shit, you're right. Um, wow. Yeah, dude, I've been looking at him like, good dude. He, you are right. Rip it. Rip it. Another liberal. Um, we want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Darrow's a liberal? Uh, oh, I don't know. Yeah, big time. Oh, they're all, yeah, they're yeah, right? Aren't, aren't they Hollywood, all Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, Hollywood's all yeah. liberal. Um, let's get away from the ice a little bit. Uh, what do you like to do away from the rink? Play golf. That's about it. Play golf. Hold and, on. And, I got to step in. Uh, you're, a, you're a big, you're kill, a big I'm hunter. Th- I'm thinking to kill shit. Well, that's what I do for work these yeah. days. Yeah. You know, you know how it becomes when everything becomes a job. Yeah. But, uh, no, I've been hunting for a living for the last eight or nine years. Uh, what, what kind of uh, – you do bear and – Yeah, I, I sheep hunt. It's probably my favorite thing to do. Oh, the, the, e- the easy yeah. stuff. You, do, you only no, do the, the easy yeah, pickings, yeah. Right. Right, yeah, right? Yeah, No, I like to spend time in the mountains. I mean, yeah. Uh, so I sheep hunt. Uh, and uh, – you know, eight or nine years ago when they told me they'd pay me to go hunting and I figured out I could do that for a living for a while. Giddy up. So you, he's been doing it long enough where you got to have a couple of a couple of stories in your head that you draw from when you're around the campfire <laughs> that you're going to tell. Like, could we get a couple of those right now? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Come what on. kind of what kind? Maybe something hairy, maybe something where you got in a, it's a funny situation. I mean, I mean, uh, I've had, yeah, no, I've had situations, um, you know, anybody that spends time in the outdoors in Alaska is going to have situations, whether you're on a boat in the ocean and you're about to die or whether you're in the mountains Mm -hmm. and you're about to die Mm -hmm. or whether a bear's about to get you and you're about, I've had plenty of those. I mean, uh, I've seen a man's face ripped off by a bear. Good God! Uh, not not the most pleasant thing I ever seen. That that wasn't by chance the one on that winter grizzly, the one with the. Have you have you seen that pictures of that one? Yeah, it probably was. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that's gnarly. It was it. I mean, on a serious note, it was the most horrific thing I've ever seen. Yeah, and. It was, and your facial expression never changed while it happened. I'm sure. Well, I wasn't there while it happened, but I was the first guy to see him. We've uh. We've uh, we've pounded some of the same pavement in the hunting world. Um, you want to talk about that at all? 
It's some place that I have a lot of pride of ownership in, and uh, I know that, well, Curly Warren. I mean, Curly Warren has been in the business uh, longer than anybody else, and I was always, he was, uh, so everybody has a best friend in high school. He was my best friend's dad, um, and you remember, everybody remembers their best friend's parents. They're your parents, and uh, Curly, other than my father, uh, taught me a lot about a lot of stuff. And uh, I, I love the guy. I talk to him weekly, uh, and uh, he spoke very highly of Josh Ellis. And it was kind of funny. I, I had no idea that you were even into what you were into, and then you kind of – I mean, I always knew you were like Ellis the ref, Walt the, the coach. I, that's how I always knew you. And then, like, randomly one day after a uh, game – of all people, Josh Ellis talks, he speaks, he says, Hey, Curly. And so we kind of figured that out. So, uh, talk a little bit about Stony river lodge, like, uh, good spot, bad spot. Uh, beautiful spot. I mean, um, I've spent two falls out at Stony river lodge. Um, a few years back, I was the outfitter I normally work for. We were a little light on work, so I needed some work and, um, Curly had been advertising, looking for a guide, and I talked to him and ended up out at Stony River and uh, spent a spent a fall out there and just a beautiful place. He runs a top notch operation. Um, he has huge moose. I mean, the hunting is fantastic. Uh, the clients are great, and so I've 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 spent two falls out at Stony River. Um, I know you have a long history yeah, there, yeah. and it's just been it was wonderful experience fit it back in your schedule you'll definitely go back absolutely i mean uh, we might have to go out together this year i would love to i i'm i'm I'm, i don't have anything to do (laughs) (laughs) me neither because i don't have a job (laughs) right now that's that's my that's my point you know know, this whole COVID thing uh i've been on the couch for about 49 days Uh, where would you be right now where would you be right now if uh if it wasn't for COVID? I'm supposed to be working guiding bear hunters. Where? In southeast Alaska for glacier guides. We we do yacht based hunts. Oh, southeast. Yacht based hunts. Yeah, yacht based. <laughs> that's that's the way to I've do never it. Heard right that there. one before? Right. There's a chef on board. There's oh, okay. Masseuse. That's a, a <laughs> no, I, I mean that's. I was supposed to be down there April 9th. Um, so basically I'm losing two months of work, Yeah, you know, with this whole COVID thing. Um, but it is what it is. Yeah. We're all in the same boat, right? right. Well, Josh Ellis is, uh, famous for being uh, elusive. So the fact that we got him here in, uh, great. the odd man rest studios for dump and change here in, uh, early May is, uh, actually, and it's our blessing. It worked out very it's nice. It's our blessing. So we 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 have uh, you know a handful of uh, odd man rush swag for you and some dump and change stickers and, okay. and soon to be dump and change. And yeah, plenty of plenty of paraphernalia, plenty of beer. Good. Yeah, uh, Josh. Just from a from a uh, coaching standpoint, it just absolute pleasure to deal with you night to night. Um, glinds as well you guys uh, it, it the, the best thing I can say about a referee or, or an official is if is you, you guys don't change you guys don't let the ebb and flow of the game change how you, you decide that you're going to call it and it makes it easy for us to know what we're going to deal with and uh, Josh Ellis and is is at the highest level 
of high school coaching and every time that we see you with a stupid jacket on we hope that there's orange <laughs> sleeves under underneath it and this is this was awesome for me I, I haven't really got the bullshit with you much and uh, this has been a good one a good one for me and I'm, I'm really excited that you that you came out and I can't wait for the people to hear what you have to say and I just want to close it out. Uh, we, I, I apologize because I did the intro, but I, I missed something uh, quite, quite uh, astounding in in your career on the resume. Um, Josh Ellis, also known as the Gunslinger, uh, 2017, I did a rod fantasy league champion is that, actually, is that good i'm a, it, it, that is that is good i'm actually holding your trophy right now because uh i won it in 2019 and thankfully that uh, uh trophy shops are non-essential i have not yet had to turn it over to the 2020 champion not to be named just kidding okay. travis jackson wow wow Look. Anyway, wow. so in the meantime, as long as we're non-essential, uh, this this bad boy is going to hang in my studio, as it shall, and I'm looking at you right now. The uh, I'm sorry, uh, Gunslinger is short for, short for Gunslinging Mad Dog, is that correct? Something like that. Gunslinging yeah. Mad Dog. <laughs> a little 2017, crazy. I did ride Fantasy League Champion. 2019, uh, Steve Glines. 2020... <laughs> Travis Jackson. Travis, somebody. Anyway, well, we'll, we'll. Anyway, I'm assuming Travis didn't pick Herbie Nyakbuck. Non-essential. <laughs> did not. No. Did not. 1988. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Musher of the year, by the way, that year. Well, hey, I, I, I just like to say again, um, thank you for being on the podcast. We appreciate it. It's huge. Um, and I'm going to uh, kind of go back and reiterate what uh, Walt said about as far as a coach. When I see you or the guy behind me right here, Travis Jackson. I see you guys on the ice, Glines, you included. Um, dude, I get a warm, fuzzy feeling because I know I'm going to get – it's going to be good rather than – and I mean, I'm not going to name names, but there's some refs out there refing where uh, so I don't think they should maybe be refing, but God bless them again. It's, it's a thankless job. Thank you for doing it. Thank you for doing it for so long, and I hope you stick around because uh, – your numbers are dwindling. We need to get the get some fresh blood in there. Yeah, so hey, I, I appreciate you, yeah. big time. Let's talk about a job next week or next year, eh? Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> you want to work high school hockey? Oh, Wanna God. would be a strong word. God no. But I God, will. No. God, she's God ready. no. She's ready. Yeah. We'll be there. We'll be there. Uh, we'll be there for sure. I can yeah. think. Of, I can think of a you couple. Might, you might get me out of retirement if this guy's on the ice. You might get a. I can think uh, of a you'll couple. Get me out of retirement. Yeah. I can think of a couple of that you're faster Jesus than. So. JFL. Yeah. JFL. Just All a right. fucking linesman, buddy. Two right. service first you, game. You hire, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you hire Kenny the Ginge. I'll come out of retirement for just a fucking linesman, boys. Yeah, that's a Fuck, deal. His pivots are looking pretty good though. It's fucking Mohawks, oh, front to back, oh, yeah, heel that, to heel. That's a lot of the heel only way to, to pick shit. that puck up, right? You're not Mohawk. You're not like this guy right here who fucking goes after those fucking pucks Have down seen, deep, dude. G- he G- fucking dude, strides G- out. Travis, deep. Yeah. Travis Jackson just walked in the studio. Travis, Travis Jackson, Jackson. stride cam. Jackson. Travis Jackson I'm just walked in the studio. Skater's ass. Uh, I love getting him on the strike. Oh, hey, uh, our guest Josh Ellis is going to the bathroom. So we were going to close out the pod, but we're going to have to just hang out for two seconds. But I will say, I mean, arguably right here, this man right here, Travis, I mean, I'm not taking any away from that. Uh, we're just going to talk about you, Trav. 
Oof. one of the one of the if not the best stride. You'd be a close second, maybe up there. It'd be a stride cam. I've got another idea, yeah. and maybe I should wait. But no. um, what I'd like to do, what I'd like to see happen, is uh, after games, all the especially high school games, both linesmen and and referees get on the line, and we bet on who's going to go back all the way down and back. Uh, who's going to win the win the game? So I would put my money on this guy, Jackson, nine times out of ten. But what if Jackson blows a wheel and you beat him? Yeah. Boom. Well, that would be a be cold great. day in hell. It would be great. It would be <laughs> awesome. I think it would be another dimension of the game that would just be. But I've, I've got this other thing, too. I, um, I call it the stride cam, and I'm working on it. It's not done yet, but I'm trying to get – because when refs, officials come out of the gate, this guy right here, again, I hate to hate this put him on the spot but dude rips up some fucking ice with some beautiful strides full extension fucking deep deep fucking pocket down in the fucking pocket oh yeah it's it's a thing of beauty and then there's other guys like civvy for example he's getting a little older we got it but he he, he gives it the just mm, i'm looking like i'm trying but i'm not really oh yeah it's like uh oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going for it, but it's a really short board. This dude right here, Jackson, just gives it all day long, he, rips it yeah, down. He's but, moving his feet and too. his arms. That's Beautiful. why I don't do hot laps. I know Beautiful. I know the stride cam is always on. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just go right out to, you know, the referee's crease at the scorekeeper's box and say, Hey, I'm here. I don't yeah. I don't I don't do that stride cam bullshit no more. Fucking I've got a couple other theories no, we'll save for another day, but um, <laughs> you can tell if, if you're gonna get douched by just the way the guy strides. If he does, if he does the one hop, there's a couple guys that do the one hop. You know, uh, you're how in about for the a, cradle with the arms. We're uh, here to see you, Rev. We're not here to see the game. We're seated here. It's a it's about me. It's that's a good. That's right. one, but uh, just give me the puck. Can't. I'll drop it. That's that's what I do. Well, the Glines, uh, and he knows I'm watching too because. You did a couple games last year or two years ago where you knew I was like, and you're fucking, he's looking over at me, and I'm uh-huh. by the same game at the Max uh-huh. Center with my phone. Like, I'm oh, I, get, I, I got, I, I got, I got home last season off. It's, it sounds like I'm coming out of retirement. Yeah. Like, fuck, I'm surrounded by. God, I got, I got, got, got Holmberg this year, and he knew I was watching. He looked at me and he mouthed to me, Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> he's done that to me too. Mid game, mid game. And I'm sorry, but that from Calling a fishing standpoint, you shouldn't yeah. even be concerned. You shouldn't even be concerned. That's a rookie mistake. Yeah, absolutely. I, if I do that, one of these guys, they're not going to look at me. Well, I just know that going back to the ref room, I'm going to have a 40 missed texts. <laughs> 30 of them are going to be chirping me. Well, one thing's for sure. I don't think I have uh, Ellis on the stride cam. Ooh. I, that's that's going to be a – I've got this thing you missed. He had to get pissed, but uh, i got a stride cam going on. I want to ref you don't, stride You don't cam. know about the stride cam? I have no idea. <laughs> so when, when, uh, when Travis officials, Jackson, poster boy. He's a poster boy. Dude, he's awesome. Um, he'll be on the cover. But, um, you know, when officials come out, you know, I'm checking out that you, you got, you have to get into that, you know, fresh ice. Well, Everyone, I mean, I'm sorry. You see fresh ice, you got to rip it up at any level. I don't care how old you are. It feels good. So sometimes, you know, we were talking about Civvy. Civvy's you know, getting old. He kind of gives it the waddle. He doesn't really try too hard anymore. But uh, he, that's, some, that's an area he can even improve on. You're talking about being better. Uh, so I, I haven't seen you. I don't really – really, I've never caught you on the strike game. Josh, Josh is like I. We just we, – we exit the – or we enter the arena in the corner, and we go straight to the referee's crease, and we just hang out. Well, dude, that, Am that, I right, Josh? Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, jo- I mean, the, yeah. The, the, the stone face, it's, it's not a, I, I thought it was like a thing you did out there no, on no. purpose. It, it's, it's an everyday. You, you, Dude, it's it, awesome. This is it. Is it. Is it. Never too high, never too, yeah, never, never too high, never too low. Never too high, never too low. You know, my girlfriend gave me shit about that the other night, too, because I have no passion. So thanks for that. <laughs> no thanks, thanks for reading. <laughs> no passion. Passionate. There's room for improvement. Passionate. Hey, well, well, on that note, um, I think it's time for a dump and change. Again, thank you for being on the podcast, Josh. We appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Josh, tell us. Thank you, guys.